If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's bad mates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's bad mates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream a download, holy cow You can stop listening now to bad mates Because we're bad mates Hello and welcome to Batmates, a podcast recommended by four out of five dentists. My name is Becca, and I'm talking with the bat in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. My name is Josh, and mirror, mirror on the wall, who runs the best Batman podcast of them all? Aw, is it us? Oh no, well mirror says it's Kevin Smith. Oh, god damn it. Damn it, what does the mirror know? Oh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I could run a really great podcast, too, if I was already famous. Yeah, and friends with, like, actors and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe someday we'll also be talented and famous. And then we'll have a really good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's start off with a bit of news. Batman Day is upon us. Ooh. And uh, Wait, as of recording... September 17th? That's today. 18th. It's tomorrow. Yeah, we're doing recording on the 17th. It's the 18th. By the time the listeners get to this, it probably will be well past. Mm. But it doesn't mean you can't enjoy some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Most of this stuff is released and then you can enjoy it. Although, as part of the celebration, London, Liverpool, and Glasgow are going to shine the bat signal onto certain buildings. It's a bit of a game because where exactly they're going to be has not been announced yet. But if you spot one and approach the organizers uttering the secret phrase, I love Batman, you can receive some merch. I feel like that's not a secret phrase. I feel like if you walked past a building and there's a bat signal, I love Batman, they throw a hat at you. (laughs) Yeah, they give you a t-shirt. All right, I'm going to guess there's going to be one on Buckingham Palace. There's okay. going to be one on uh, the London Tower. Okay. That'd be very, very gothic. And there's going to be one on uh, Harry Potter's house. Harry Potter's house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know that there's more than just three. Like, there's three cities, but there's multiple locations within those cities. Uh, I want to say it's, like, somewhere between four and eight. Okay. So, uh, could be even more places that you can think of that are famous in England. Very cool. Okay. Ooh, Liverpool. There's a, there's a lush spa there. Maybe it'll be there. The Beatles started there. Maybe they'll do it on whatever music club the Beatles started at. Um, well, they could do it on the side of Apple Records if oh, that's still there. I'm really not sure. Okay. Well, also announced the Batman Audio Adventures will be available to listen on September 18th. Ooh. Exclusively on HBO Max. Oh, you can listen to it. A maybe. video streaming service. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is a weird choice, DC and HBO. Batman the Audio Adventures. Yeah, so this isn't the Batman the Unburied radio drama that we've talked about before um, that has, who is it voicing Batman? Winston Duke. Okay. This has Jeffrey Wright voicing Batman, which Uh, means that he's going to beat Winston Duke for like uh, the black guy voicing Batman. Being the very first black man to voice batman yeah you know what Uh, maybe not very first like i'm sure that there might be like a bit part of a side batman or something in in something but this is like the first like long form series that's gonna have a black man voicing batman yeah i love jeffrey right have you been enjoying him in what if yeah yeah he's he's great (laughs) i I liked him even in um even in westworld i mean i didn't i i liked westworld i didn't really think it was a great series Mm mm-hmm 
Um, he's a fantastic actor. Though. He's a fantastic actor in it, though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. He's in Angels in America, which is one of my favorite seven-hour movies, and he's great in that, too. So anyone who's in Angels in America, the HBO miniseries, gets a pass for whatever they want to do in their future careers. Mm-hmm. And this also has like SNL personalities like Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson, Melissa Villasenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has John Logazamo playing the Riddler. Okay. Um, and I think there's there's an audio trailer for it if, if you uh, listeners want to look it up. And uh, John Logazamo has a line as the Riddler, and he's like, "Don't interrupt me while I'm riddling." <laughs> So this is going to have like more of a funny slant to it. It's a little campy. They yeah, they said that it's taking it's taking ideas from like Batman the animated series and the Batman 1966 television series. Mm-hmm. Um and I believe it's 10 parts. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to listen to it. All right. I, for a second, I was like, Jason Sudeikis, doesn't he play Lego Batman? And then I was like, no, that's Will Arnett. That's Will Arnett, That's yeah. a different white guy from SNL. So <laughs> apologies for my racism. So we also have DC's website has an activity kit with coloring pages for the Nipperkins. Oh, fun. <laughs> and Batman Year One is getting a Blu-ray release. And then one of the biggest things that I think has come out of this, just in terms of like bringing joy to me, is that the DC Comics and Webtoons first partner comic is available. Uh, If you don't know what Webtoons is, it's this website that is formatted for best viewing on phones. So visit it on your phone. And uh, it has sort of anime style like comics that you can read. Mm -hmm. What Um, do you mean anime style? Like anime in in artistic style. Oh, okay. (laughs) If, If that makes any sense. Not really, but okay. Like a, you know, like a manga or whatever. I don't think it looks like manga. Okay. Maybe not the Batman, or Batman, what is it called? Wayne Family Adventures. Yeah. Specifically, but there's a lot of stuff that looks like manga and anime on the website. Okay. That is like other tunes, webtoons that you can view. I've seen them advertised to me on like Facebook and stuff. Yeah. They're is like, there one where it's like Persephone and Hades fall in love? Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. I know there's one. I think there's one. I think this is the same website. There's I think there's multiples of these sort of websites that release web comics once a week. Um, but I, the one I remember is like a boy moves in and he doesn't have any friends and then he meets a girl next door and they're both gamers or something. Um... <laughs> What is that? Homestuck? No. <laughs> Do you remember the golden age of uh, like internet web comics? There never was one. Web- I... Internet web comics always sucked. No, people love Homestuck. I don't. But some <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Let's see. There, there was what? Up, up, th- down, down. No, that's a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, what is that? What am I thinking of? Control, delete. C- Control, delete, and Penny Arcade. Well, that Arcade. was the bad one. Penny Arcade. Yeah. Is the other one. People like Penny Arcade, I think. Yeah. Penny Arcade is kind of funny. Control, delete, had loss. That's, yes. 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 Which I am still laughing about today. Yeah, webcomics. I remember the week loss came out, because I had been, like, kind of following, and, like, I, I would go on the days that it updated and, like, read them immediately. And I remember when that one came out, I was like, what? <laughs> Why? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Webcomics uh, uh, have not had a track record of being really good. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Actually, you know what? XKCD is always pretty quality. Oh, yeah. And they're still running, too. Yeah. Um, but they're... Are they? I guess they are. They're, yeah, they're a webcomic. It's a webcomic. It's they, not very well drawn, but it's a webcomic. They do stick figures and jokes about science. Yeah. Which is really funny. 
sometimes jokes about math and maps and cool flowcharts and real nerdy stuff. There have been there have definitely been times when I have like enlarged like a huge XKCD comic and just like stared at it for hours. Oh yeah. I've definitely done that. Yeah, they're really neat. Mm-hmm. I like that one flowchart that he did that was like, how can you tell how old a globe is? Oh that's one of my favorites. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I said Batman Year One is getting a Blu-ray release. Oh, you didn't say about, um, which, uh, you didn't finish talking about Webtoons. Okay, okay. So, as of recording, there are four episodes available for free, and there are three more available in advance for a small fee on the Webtoons app if you just cannot wait to read more. Uh, new episodes of the Webtoons Batman Wayne Adventures, Wayne Family Adventures drop every Thursday. And I love them. I think they're super cute. They're really short reads. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they leave you wanting more because they're so short. Uh, my favorites so far have been episodes two and three, which are Last Cookie. And I don't know the name of the other one, but it's about Barbara Gordon and how she, like, tells her dad about her day while trying to conceal her identity as Oracle, but uh, like talking about being Oracle in ways that sound like a boring day at the library. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. They're really cute. And like I said, they're super quick reads, like less than five minutes each. Mm. You could probably get through I all read... four of them in five minutes. <laughs> I read them in line at a roller coaster. Yeah, not long at all. And they're cute. They're like, they're not the typical Batman dark tone uh, they have, like, most of the Bat family in them. They have, like, old Robins and... and spoiler. The, the Red Hood and Spoiler and Cassandra Kane And it's... There's a lot. There's a lot um, of, like, fan service stuff in it. Which isn't bad, honestly. I yeah. like it. I like it. And, and it's, like, it doesn't take away from the fact that they're still publishing, like, good, uh, dark Batman comics nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. And then in other DC news, we found out that Mark Mar- Marin will be voicing <gasps> Lex Luthor in oh, the upcoming wow. Super Pets movie. I love it. I know. Your mom loves Mark Marin too. Oh, man. How could you not love Mark Marin? <laughs> he's he's great. He oh, is great. I loved I, him in Glow. He's so... I feel like that's a weird turn for him to play Lex. Unless he's going to play Lex as like kind of a slacker. Yeah, I mean, this is like a kid's movie, so I don't know what sort of characterization we're going to get. This dashes my hopes that Dex Star is going to be the main villain. Because he's going to be the hero. (laughs) We still, like like we announced last time, is like we still know some people in the voice cast, but we don't know who they're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we know that Dex Star is going to be in it, or is that just speculation on our part? uh, Because if so, I have casting. (laughs) I don't remember. Don't put me on the spot like this. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to give misinformation. I don't. I don't think so. Our listeners. But if it is announced that Dex Star is going to be in the Super Pets movie, I hope he's played by uh, David Herman, who is in Office Space. He plays Michael Bolton. Oh. He's, a, he's a voice actor now, so he plays like Mr. Frond in uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh. Yeah. He's okay. got that very like high, anxious kind of voice. <laughs> I think that'd be great for Dex Star. You don't want him to be voiced by uh, who is it? Serene McClellan. Uh, in cats. Oh, mau mau mau. Yeah, no, he could bring. I don't. I just. I. Well, I was just trying to think. Like, I can't think of a time when Sir Ian McKellen has been angry, and then I remembered. Oh, no, no, no. So yeah. 
Uh, so there you go. There's our, our two casting <laughs> decisions, DC. It seems like you already have them, but, uh, you know. But, you know, you could always you, change. You can always recast. Yeah. They Contracts did, can be broken. I was going to say, they did spend, what did they, they spent like a couple million dollars to change the voice of Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> in the original movie. They did. They also changed the voice for the Joker in the Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was... Um, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. He voiced like three episodes before they they brought in Mark Hamill to like dub over. <laughs> Whack. Uh, and then finally, the voice cast and concept art for Batwheels has been announced. Yes. This is the preschool show that centers around Batman's vehicles. Uh, interestingly, they're going with Duke Thomas, who in current comic continuity is the Signal, as Robin in this, uh, and Cassandra Kane is Batgirl, which is like a less. That she's been Batgirl before. Mm-hmm. But, but Duke Thomas, I think he was Robin for a very short run during the Robin War uh, comic line. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, but that was only like very short run. And then he was the signal. Ethan Hawke will be voicing Batman. That is such a weird <laughs> choice. <laughs> Why? Because he's like a real... A-list actor. Or at least he was. <laughs> I mean, I still think he's great. Why can't an A-list actor voice a kid's cartoon? On, like, Cartoon Network? <laughs> it just seems it seems like an odd choice, but good for him. Okay. Uh, AJ Hudson will voice Robin. Leia Lewis will voice Batgirl. Uh, concept art shows there's, like, a bat monster truck, which is very clearly just made to sell toys. <laughs> like, it's 100% the the toy uh what's the word i'm looking for like stereotypical if you would think of a toy monster truck that a boy would want at a toy store Mm -hmm. it is that but with like a batman symbol on it great and then the voices for the vehicles were announced too there i I didn't list them because i didn't have time to write them down no worries okay it's so the vehicles are the main characters of the show yeah yes okay okay (laughs) Like in cars or planes or that other kid show that had to do with cars but wasn't associated with like the Disney cars. Mm. But there's no humans in cars. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder has humans and talking vehicles. So does Thomas Tank Engine. That's true. Okay. I don't know. I it's just... a pretty, pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a proven, effective kids show formula is talking vehicles. I guess. Well, uh, I look forward to maybe looking at an episode or two. <laughs> if only out of curiosity. Like, if only to see what this is all about. I'm sure it'll be definitely not for us as the target audience. No, probably not. Okay, well, uh, that's all the news I have. If you want to move into Detective Comics number 213. Yes. Okay, Detective Comics number 213, The Mysterious Mirror Man. Cover date, 1954, November. Uh, writer, Bill Finger. Penciler, Sheldon Moldov. Inker, Charles Paris. The gang's all here. And editor, Whitney Ellsworth. I don't think we've had editor Whitney Ellsworth before. I don't think so either. He was the producer and story editor of The Adventures of Superman television show that we've talked about before. Okay. That aired in the 50s. We start off with PSA before the actual comic. Buzzy finds the key to success. Buzzy and his friend Wolfie, who looks like Eddie Munster. 
sign up for a one-week trial as delivery boys. Buzzy shows up on time, delivers things after closing, and brings customers things that they forgot to order, and Wolfie doesn't do any of that. In fact, uh, in one panel, he's shown, like, reading a comic on the floor in the in the store while... Come on, uh, kids, don't read comics while you're supposed to be working. Yeah, Buzzy is, like, getting something off a high shelf. Um, and Buzzy gets a job, and Wolfie is sent packing, mm. and doesn't understand why, even though he was bad at his job. Wolfie looks like he's got some sort of, like, uh, skull deformity. <laughs> he does! He's got, like, an inward forehead. <laughs> it's, it's so weird looking. That's why it's like, he looks like Eddie Munster. He's like an Eddie Munster, uh, like, hairline, too. Weird. It's, it's wild. But I guess he's supposed to be the bad kid, so they also had to make him look physically deformed. That's such a sad trope. Eh, meh, just the way things are. Okay, uh, opening panel of the comic. Uh, splash panel, multiple Batmans and Robins reflected in a giant funnel-shaped mirror. I like the, um, the giant head on the cover trope. Um, <laughs> it makes every villain seem like they're Brainiac. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Batman, uh, or sorry, Mirror Man's giant head is shown also, and uh, the text says, looked in a mirror lately. Most people see only the reflection of themselves, but on its silvery surface, Floyd Ventress saw the reflection to the many faces of crime, <laughs> which is a great setup. I love it. Batman and Robin, for opening panel, are attending the annual fun drive to combat juvenile delinquency, which I suppose is needed in Gotham City. And they strike up a conversation with Mr. Weldon, the owner of Gotham City's biggest newspaper publisher, which I guess Gotham Gazette, the comic doesn't say. No, yeah, it's Gotham Gazette. Okay. Um, this man, he looks like if you looked up newsman in the dictionary, there would be a picture of him. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Corn cob pipe and a little fedora and a big mustache. <laughs> yep. And uh, so Mr. Weldon says that he will donate $25,000 to the Juvenile Delinquency Fund if uh, Batman will write an article about his career to which Batman agrees to, because it can save a lot of young boys. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the state prison, Floyd Ventress is being given an, a medical examination before being shown his accommodations. He slips and elbows a mirror on purpose to grab a shard of it. A broken mirror could be a really good weapon in prison. Yeah. Um, also, they definitely would have gotten him away from that broken glass as soon as possible and wouldn't have, like, let him, like, take a piece. Um, and also, he probably would have been strip-searched before putting him in his cell. There's, like, no way that I can see him actually getting away with a sharp object. And then he uses it in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> he doesn't actually stab his way out of prison with a shard of broken glass like I thought he would. No, of course. He takes it and he uses it to escape that night by reflecting the searchlight that they're using uh, back into the guard's eyes, which causes him to drop his gun and allows Ventress to escape. I also like how in the panel before, they notice that he's there and the one guard's like, keeps that light on him, I'll wing him. And I was like, what does that mean, I'll wing him? Um, I looked up wing and it means that the guard will shoot him without killing him. Apparently when you wing a bird, you shoot it in the wing so it's not dead, but it can't fly away. It's oh, very cruel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. I, I think they might like use that in war movies and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, after having left the prison... Uh, being successful in his escape, he says, I broke the mirror that brought me good luck. I'll do a lot of research on mirrors because from now on I'm going to use them for crime. Which is, I guess, as good of an origin story as any for, for these guys. Yeah. 
Ventress builds for himself a hideout that is covered in mirrors. They never explain how these escaped convicts suddenly <laughs> find the money to have a beautifully decorated hideout and hire a squad of goons. And also, that room must be bright as hell with a roaring fire and mirrors literally on every surface. And like an open window and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. That, that room has to be absolutely, like, boiling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he, his hideout is covered in mirrors, complete with a glass shard disco ball that he, and, uh, he summons the underworld, which in this case is four guys in checkered suits and fedoras. Mm -hmm. Floyd Ventress announces his beginnings as mirror man and touts his own intelligence, uh, if you have to say it, it's not true, by the way. And when they ask him how he's going to defeat Batman, he shows them a device that he, quote unquote, Hijacked from a dead scientist's personal belongings. I desperately need to know the deeper backstory here. He killed a scientist and he stole it. <laughs> I was going to say, did he kill that scientist? Is that why he went to jail? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> he was... And then he, he went back to the scene of the crime to steal his stuff. <laughs> I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know that backstory. That's sort of like the type of thing that like a, a new 52 writer would have like dredged up and used mm -hmm. like as his backstory Probably. to make him like a darker character. The device that he had gotten from that scientist is an x-ray mirror, which is not a real thing, uh, and allows him to see through fabric, which he demonstrates on a dummy of Batman in costume that he presumably had commissioned. Mm -hmm. I guess with... Could have stolen it from, like, I don't know. A costume shop? <laughs> costume shop or, like, a, some sort of department store display. Yeah. You think he stole the giant Wax disco... museum. The giant mirror disco ball thing that he has, too? Yeah. I do. 100%. I don't think he made it. He went into a Home Depot and <laughs> put, a, put a big cheat over top of it and walked out the back door. Mm. Later, at an outdoor carnival, the ice rink begins melting as the newly formed Mirman mob direct a large solar mirror that they stole from a nearby army research station towards it. Uh, picture, listeners, picture like a satellite dish, but with the center portion missing, and it's made of mirrors. Um, they are planning to steal in the confusion, you guessed it, the gate receipts. Oh no, not the gate receipts. Luckily, Batman and Robin are passing on the Batplane and uh, on patrol, and they spew out a cloud of smoke, which blocks the sunlight and nullifies the mirror's effect. Batman and Robin descend from the Batplane and scale the prismatic structure of the mirror, quote-unquote, like human spiders, which I think is, uh, gets on somebody's gimmick, somebody else's gimmick. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> I was like, who? Spider-Man. <laughs> and they give chase to Mirror Man. Batman follows into a classic Batman set piece, a house of mirrors, where the villain's image is projected dozens of times over. Just once, I want someone to try to escape into a house of mirrors and immediately break their nose. <laughs> Those things are really, really dangerous, and the criminals who like run into them always seem to know exactly where they're going and what they're doing. It's a good thing I've been to this carnival the day before and know the exact layout. I got lost in a house of mirrors as a child once, and they had to send somebody in to come get me. <laughs> Because I got, was lost and I'd hit my nose one too many times and I was oh in pain and crying and I couldn't find my way out. See, the trick is, so the mirrors have to... You gotta keep turning left, I know. I was gonna say, yeah, it's like like figure, solving a maze because the mirrors have to have like a, 
a, a little, at least something that holds them in place that runs along the bottom of the floor. So you look at the floor, follow that, follow it left, just like you would in a maze. And that's yeah. how you get through a hall of mirrors. And I'm kind of upset that Batman doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> he's so, he, anyway, yeah, he's trying to find Mirror Man, uh, even though he cannot find the real one. Even though, like, I don't know, I can tell my reflection from, like, or a reflection from, like, a real thing. Yeah. Are the mirrors in the Hall of Mirrors, like, polished that much that you don't know where stuff is? Not really, no. I don't like I this trope. I always thought the issue, well, okay, the real life issue with, like, a Hall of Mirrors is that some of them will be mirrors and some of them are just plain glass. Glass, okay. And that's why it's, like, hard, because also you're disoriented, so it's hard to figure out, like, which what's like a, a clear path and what's gonna like, uh-huh. get you give you a bloody nose <laughs> um that's why it's difficult i also noticed that every time somebody runs into a hall of mirrors there's never like a line no one's ever <laughs> like i'll ask it from batman i just gotta get in this line for a shoot this place is a no cutting policy <laughs> well i feel like mm, most of the time when they do it in batman comics it's like at night at an abandoned amusement park or no, that's something. true like, the, the fair is closed, but this fair is in full swing. Like, that ice rink that they were melting had people on it that were ice skating. If this was a movie, uh, and, uh, like, a funny one, uh, there would be a scene where, like, he's running through the house, the mirror man's running through a hall of mirrors, and then he just, like, turns, and there's, like, a little boy with an ice cream cone. Oh, yeah, just, there like, you looking go. looking up at him, being like, hello? So, anyway... While Batman is trying to find the real Mirror Man, the crook fires up his X-ray mirror. But before it works, Robin comes into the mirror house and causes Batman to turn his head away. Mirror Man ducks out of the mirror house and the dynamic duo lose him in the crowd. Then back at the Batcave, they search for crime files under M for Mirror and find out that a telescopic mirror is being delivered to Mount Malador Observatory that night. I like how Batman says, uh, if you want to catch a crook, you got Or actually, no, it's Robin who says, if you want to catch a crook, you got to think like a crook. And I'm like, Batman's a little too good at thinking like a crook. No. Mm, I don't know. He has his crime file to be able to think like a crook. I find it weird that his crime file lists deliveries of everything by first letter. And, like, this telescopic mirror is listed under M for mirror instead mirror, of, like... Mirror, comma, telescopic. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's also under telescopic? Just, like, what Maybe. if what if this week's villain had been Telescope Man? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's well, a lot Telescope of... Man would have stolen the entire, the entire observatory. <laughs> or the whole telescope. Uh, yeah, it seems like too much of a redundancy for me. Yeah, I've done I've done tedious filing, and this is like way too much. There's no way he pays Alfred to do this. He does, we wouldn't have the time. <laughs> so anyway, the observatory is a prime target for Mirror Man. Later, the Batmobile roars up the mountain to find Batman's hunch was right, and the Mirror Man mob is loading up the mirror into a truck. Knowing that they cannot outrun the Batmobile, the crooks attempt to take advantage of Batman's altruism and send the mirror rolling down the hill as they drive away. However, the Boy Wonder hops onto the hood of the Batmobile and leaps onto the mirror, riding it like a rolling log down the hill and using his acrobatic prowess to direct it into the nearby marsh. I was surprised. I was like, wow, Dick's actually using his acrobatic training. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Batman continues pursuit of the mirror mob until he attempts to cut them off at a turn and sees an oncoming car coming at him and he causes him to swerve and ends up in a ditch. 
Um, when he exits the Batmobile, he finds no other cars, just a mirror that reflected the Batmobile's headlights back at him, set up by the mirror map. The gangsters then descend upon him and keep him occupied long enough for Mirror Man to use his X-ray mirror to determine Batman's identity. I love when they're beating him up. Mirror Man says, keep him busy, you amateurs. (laughs) These guys are amateur criminals. They do it for the love of the sport. (laughs) They're not professionals. Well, they just haven't haven't broke into the pro leagues yet. They're still... They're still minor leagues. That also makes it seem like he's actually not paying them. <laughs> I mean, he must be. He must be paying them. I guess he they're amateurs because they don't have a gimmick. When you when you have a gimmick, that's when you ascend into pro criminal. Okay. <laughs> once it once your gimmick stops being a suit and hat, <laughs> checkered suit and hat. Yeah. <laughs> So Mirror Man sees Bruce Wayne under the costume, but Batman also catches what Mirror Man has done in the reflection of the Batmobile's side mirror. So Batman knows that Mirror Man knows who he is. Suddenly, a police cruiser pulls up along with Robin, who called them there, and the mirror mobs scatter to the woods to evade capture. Which is like, Batman couldn't catch one of these guys? I guess he's, he's... He just got beat up by four people. Yeah, he's he's dazed from having, like, crashed his car into a ditch. So we can give him a little bit of slack. The next morning, Mirman's crew gathers at his hideout, and he shares the shocking discovery, which is met with poo-pooing by the other gang members. And I'm just going to read, like, some of the quotes from these gang members. Bruce Wayne, not again. That gag is really tired. Boss, you're wrong, just like all the other guys who have tried to prove Bruce Wayne was Batman. Everybody figures that, but it's only because Batman hangs around with Wayne so much. They're close friends. That's a pretty good Max Shrek impression. <laughs> Bruce. Wayne. Not again. <laughs> uh, in fact, the morning paper even drives home this point, as it has an article written by Batman himself about all the times that he's been mistaken for Bruce Wayne. Mm. Honestly, people in Gotham are pretty gullible. Somebody wrote an article that was like, listen, I'm definitely not this person. And everyone was just like, I guess they're not. It's like, okay. I mean... Also, Gotham Gazette, fake news, sad. We haven't we haven't covered them, but there's multiple comics throughout this age where people claim that Bruce Wayne is Batman and then he like does something to trick them. Oh, we'll talk about that in Rogue Ground Up. Oh, okay. A little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the same thing happens with, um, ooh, what's his name? Doctor Strange. Uh, Hugo Strange? Yeah, Hugo Strange. Doctor Hugo Strange. Uh, he, he finds out Batman's identity. Um Interestingly, Mirror Man doesn't die in this issue yeah. after learning out Batman's identity. Yeah. Spo- spoilers for the end. But, he lives for a while. But Mirror actually, Man does not, does not die. So, uh, furious that his gang won't believe him, Mirror Man resolves to pull another job to prove to everyone that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Luckily, Gotham has no shortage of themed events for villains to show up at, and that day there's a television broadcast of the Apex Glassworks 150th anniversary celebration in which they are creating the world's largest mirror. And instead of silver nitrate, they're going to melt down bars of pure silver. Mm. Which I don't think works as good for mirrors. I don't know. As silver nitrate. I I think silver nitrate has like... 
better resistance to tarnishing and stuff. I tried to look this up and I couldn't get like a straight answer from mm. the sources that I was looking at. Okay. But uh, either way, it's silly <laughs> that they would have giant bars of silver that they're using for this. I guess it's a publicity stunt. They can do whatever they want. Um, the Mirror Men mob show up almost immediately and are descended upon by the Cape Crusader and Teenage Thunderbolt. Mirror Man once again uses his X-ray mirror, this time showing the result to the TV cameras present. But instead of Bruce Wayne's handsome face, it shows a hideously distorted face. And the viewing audience at home is aghast and decide that it must be an interference on the tube. If I saw that face under the mask, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> this man dresses up like a bat and goes out at night to fight criminals. Besides, Rorschach is ugly. Deadpool is ugly. Heroes can be ugly. The Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera is ugly. Well, he's, well, he's not a hero. He's a bad guy. Yeah, that's he's true. He's a bad person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. That's why he hides his face. Mm-hmm. Although the thing that doesn't make any sense is like... Well, the, the, the it's weird that the chin and the mouth yes. are distorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like his chin and his mouth are clearly visible IRL, like in real life in the studio... Um, so people, and people can see his jawline. Like, people know that he's handsome probably just based on his jawline. Yeah. Um, so this, like, weird distorted face that they're seeing, they, they know for sure isn't really him. Um, (laughs) so stunned is Mere Man by the face that his own face is easily stunned by Batman's fist, the comic says. (laughs) Um, who, Batman punches him and says, now your face is distorted. (laughs) Good one, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, really. That's like a that's a Robin that's a Robin level quip that Batman throws out there. Back at the Batcave, after the criminals have been jailed, Batman and Robin discuss their plan, which relied on Batman making good on his promise to write a newspaper article and then wearing dozens of small mirrors beneath his cowl to distort the image of his face. I'm loving this mirror cowl, and I'm really wondering how it doesn't slice up his face. <laughs> well, it's probably fabric on the inside. He has the mirrors like attached to fabric I on guess the inside. So, yeah. This is like something Lady Gaga would wear. It does. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Lady Gaga had already worn something like this. You know what it actually looks like is? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's wedding. Um, Jaden Smith wore like a white bat suit to that wedding. Oh, okay. it looks a little like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's an interesting look. I would love to see a full mirror like suit like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm surprised that Mirror Man doesn't have a suit made completely of mirrors. It would make you I guess it would make you stand out, but it would also be disorienting to like your foes. Yeah. Cuz like it would just be the sun flashing in your eyes a million times. <laughs> so anyway, yes, that's how they decided to capture the Mirror Man and that's how Bruce uh, obfuscated obfuscates his his identity. Um, the comic ends with Human Mirror Man vowing that he will break out and prove that Bruce Wayne is Batman as the guards dismiss him, uh, saying, sure, and I'm Napoleon. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. It's a good comic. It's a, a neat little story. It is. It is. Mirror it follows, it follows the, um, the, like, tropey, uh, villain escapes twice before being caught on the third attempt. Yeah. But uh, I, I, it's interesting. Somebody, like, learns Batman's identity, but is I, I, the, the funniest part to me about it is just that, like, even the criminals are like, no, it's not Bruce Wayne. Listen, the people have tried multiple times to prove Bruce Wayne, and it's not Bruce it's Wayne. It's not Bruce Wayne. 
So Mirror Man's uh, exploits of trying to prove that Bruce Wayne was Batman did not stop here in 1954. Let's go into Rogue Roundup! Yeah. So Mirror Man's next appearance was 10 years later when he escapes prison and sets out to prove Bruce Wayne was Batman. Um, This story also, uh, the 1954 one that we just read was uh, reprinted in the 60s. Oh, okay. Sort of like a... um, I think it was because they knew they were going to bring Mirror Man back. It was sort of like, a, like, oh, hey, here's who Mirror Man is. Yeah, it's like when they reprinted um, a couple of stories. Like, I think the Scarecrow, although no, the Scarecrow one is just they reprinted like the first couple of panels from his yeah. first appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they did, they did that a lot where they were like, oh, uh, there's no like online resource for this. And like, if people missed the story, they won't have any idea like, who this is. Who, who, who the F is Mirror Man? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to cover this whole story from the 60s or sh- should we cover it on our on our podcast? Well, I'm not going to chat about everything in okay, it. Okay. Um, this comic just includes um, the trope, a trope that we just talked about, which was um, people impersonating Batman while Bruce Wayne is around to like <laughs> throw the switch knob. Uh-huh. But there's a little bit of twist in this one. So uh, in this comic, Alfred impersonates Bruce while Bruce is dressed up as Batman. Uh-huh. And then later, um, like, so it's at that point, Alfred dresses up as Bruce for like a book signing, I think. Or no, it's like, um, oh, it's it's uh, a uh, an event where they're like celebrating the 150th anniversary of Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Alfred shows up as Bruce Wayne to like be like the keynote speaker, I guess. And then Batman shows up to stop Mirror Man from committing the crime. Because I guess they were like, oh, well, Alfred's an old frail man. He can't stop Mm. uh, Mirror Man from committing the crime. But also, I'm like, that's a lot of makeup. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I, I don't remember if this is Earth 1 Alfred, then... Is he, does he have that acting background? I guess he would. I think so, yeah. So he would be like well versed in character makeup. Yeah, but still it's a lot. I know, yeah. I was just like, like, he has to be wearing some kind of like bodysuit or something. Yeah, yeah, because he's like too thin to portray Bruce. Yeah. And way old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then later, Alfred impersonates Batman. While Bruce is around confronting Mirror Man. And in that one, he is wearing like a padded suit. So that he's like, look at my muscles. <laughs> so maybe we can cover that at some point. Yeah. That story also has Vicky Vale in it. Oh. So in 1986, uh, Mirror Man was freed as part of a massive uh, jailbreak orchestrated by Rachel Ghoul. Uh, he intended to just release as many people as he possibly could from prison to start this like massive campaign against Batman uh, with his own little mini army. But um, oh, so just like the plot of uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah, pretty much. But Mirror Man refused to take orders from Raish. Um, and he didn't want to get captured again. So he walks away, and he's actually one of the few criminals who isn't rounded up by the end of the story. And Batman <laughs> even makes note, like, well, Mirror Man's still out there. <laughs> you never know. Interesting. But unfortunately, his story doesn't really have a super satisfying conclusion. The last time that we see Mirror Man was in a story in the early 2000s, where he had been left for dead after a fight with another criminal, um, and he was put in critical condition at Gotham General hospital oh and that's the last time we ever see mirror man okay so 
Okay, so... New 52 writers did not revive him or give him an edgy backstory. Interesting. Did the did that version... Because presumably you said that was, what, 2003 or something? 2003, yeah. Um, that was after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. D- did he know Batman's identity after Crisis on Infinite Earths? I don't think it's ever mentioned. Okay, I think okay. it was just one of those cameos. He just doesn't show up, like, enough. Yeah. To, to establish that. Has anybody else held the Mirror Man title? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Okay. Two others... So in the Arkham Reborn miniseries, uh, which was during the Battle for the Cowl, um, there's a different Mirror Man who goes by the name Narcissus. And this Mirror Man is obsessed with his own reflection. Um, (laughs) If you're familiar with uh, the phrase narcissism or the Greek uh, character of Narcissus, it was a a man who stared into his reflection. And I think he was like charmed by like a nymph or something or something to like fall in love with his own reflection. Yeah. So he just like stays by a pool and stares at his own reflection until he like starves to death Uh or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's Narcissus. He's obsessed with his own reflection. Um, And this Mirror Man is actually... uh, just a figment of Jeremiah Arkham's imagination. What? Yeah, he's got this, like, file of, like, secret patients who nobody knows about because it's just part of his imagination. Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's Narcissus. So, okay, so Ar- Amadeus Arkham, he's the guy who... Jeremiah Arkham. Oh, Jeremiah Arkham. Okay, so, yeah, Amadeus Arkham founded Arkham Asylum. Jeremiah Arkham is his nephew, I, I think, think so. that, like, runs the asylum yeah. after he dies. Um, okay, and, and Jeremiah is a loon. <laughs> yeah, so he's got Mirror Man, is one of his secret patients. Okay. Along with uh, two other inmates known as No Face and Hamburger Lady. <laughs> Hamburger Lady! So I would like to do an episode on Hamburger Lady at some I point. I want to do an episode on Hamburger Lady too. She sounds terrifying, honestly. <laughs> so that was um, Mirror Man too. I'm just imagining like... I'm just imagining, like, okay, here's the costume that I have in my head. Is it, like, is Chris it Farley in a lunch lady outfit? Because that's what I think. A bun is a hat. Okay. Okay. A bun around the, like, midsection where, like, a skirt would be. Uh, like a like a poodle skirt or whatever. Um, and then the, like, middle is just, you know, like, burger and lettuce and cheese. But, like, they're all uh, just around, like, a black skin type bodysuit with, like, a circular hole cut in them. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Since this was Battle for the Cowl era, era, I'm thinking sort of like a female Professor Pig. Somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I oh. chop my victims up into like hamburger meat. Yeah, she has like a meat grinder. Yeah. Like, it, like in her hands all the time. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to know who No Face is also. So that was the second Mirror Man. There okay. was a third Mirror Man. This was during Final Crisis. Uh, we made a third Mirror Man who is part of the New Rogues, which is a group that was assembled by the Penguin to sort of like riff off of the group of the Rogues, which included Mirror Master. Oh. So Mirror Man in this one was meant to sort of be like an evil reverse of Mirror Master. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. This one actually gets into a fight with Mirror Master where he is blinded and strangled. <gasps> so wow. he doesn't last too long. Yeah, I guess it's worth mentioning that this this isn't the only Mirror-themed villain in the DC universe. Yeah, no. Mirror Master is a Flash villain. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not covering him. Nope. Not until our Flash podcast. <laughs> so uh, as with... The case with many Silver Age villains, he also makes a cameo appearance in an episode of The Brave and the Bold, just sort of like in the background. Um, And the 
last sort of portrayal of Mirror Man is uh, in an episode of Batman the Animated Series, where we meet a character named uh, Lloyd Ventrix. And the character in this one was named Lloyd Ventress. Floyd Ventress. Floyd Ventress. Yeah. Okay, so that was Floyd Ventress. In this one, it's Lloyd Ventrix, who is um, a recently released ex-con who uses this invisibility suit to visit his estranged daughter as her imaginary friend, Mojo. And when he discovers that his daughter and his ex-wife are going to leave Gotham, he goes on a crime spree to get enough money to shower them with gifts and convince them to stay. However, he is driven mad by the invisibility suit, some sort of scientific side effects, um, and Lloyd kidnaps his own daughter, but is eventually stopped by Batman. And I really like when they take these sort of Silver Age villains in the Batman the Animated Series, and they put what I'm calling the patented Paul Dini sympathetic spin on it. <laughs> um, very similar to what they did with Clock King, where you well, know, he was a silly Silver Age villain, and they sort of made it into this tragic and story. Mr. And Mr. Freeze. And Mr. Freeze also. Yeah, yeah. yeah that you, you, take a, you take a villain who has sort of a silly gimmick, but you give them like a, a tragic reason for taking on that gimmick. Yeah. It's kind of weird that like we think of Paul Dini as like one of the first ones to do that in the in the Batman. I mean, I'm sure in the Golden Age they probably did it a bunch, but in the Silver Age, everyone's motivation for crime is just like, I do crime because it's evil. And I guess that's part of the comics code is you can't show villains as being sympathetic. Yes. But all you literally all you have to do is give them a kid. Exactly. And say, like, they're doing their crime for their kids, and it's just too real, and it moves us. Although although I did want to point out that um, it, this comic was 54, and the comics code was 56. Oh. So even though this is, like, still Silver Agey and, like, it's goofiness, it's before the comics book code was enforced. Interesting. Because the DC comics were sort of moving in that direction anyway. Um, it's... it's uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, it's Bill Finger. That's what oh, I'm saying. It's like, Bill Finger. It's Bill Finger's writing, I think, that is like part of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I've got on Mirror Man. Okay. Yeah, that's a good episode. Do you, what's the name of it again? It's called uh, See No Evil. See No Evil. Okay, yeah. I think that's one of the episodes that's like sort of underrated. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't end up on a lot of like best of the Batman and the animated series episodes lists, but it's definitely not like not one of the bad ones. No. And it's uh, Are there bad ones? Yeah, there's bad ones. Name a bad one. Uh the one about the rat people that live in the sewer. Mm, I don't remember the name of the ti- like the episode title, All but right. it's I think it's like first season. Is Ratcatcher in that one? No, it's not Ratcatcher. It's like a rat boy who kidnaps people or something. I don't remember this. Okay, at all. yeah, it's it's not um No, I'm thinking of the Batman Beyond episode that has a rat boy. There's another episode about rat people in the I know animated. there's bad episodes of Batman Beyond. That's not what I asked. No, no, no. Okay. Batman the Animated Series, I know that there's an episode that takes place mostly in the sewers and it's not good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I looked it up. Uh, the episode that I am referring to is episode six of the first season called The Underdwellers. Uh, the Wikipedia description says, Batman traces a series of bizarre rivalries to the streets of Gotham back to the band of homeless children who have been raised to do the bidding of their master, the Sewer King. Fun. No, it's it's not it's not well written. Ah. And it actually kind of cribs from uh, like an 80s comic that I read where there's homeless children that are stealing stuff for 
Killer Croc okay. lives in the sewers. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's not like a, a crazy idea. There's a lot of media in which people who live underground steal from the people above ground. I don't know if we're going to get Killer Croc in any more DC movies because he was in Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad wasn't good. Bombed. Um, but if we do, I would really like for him to be portrayed like he is in the animated series. Just like big and thick and dumb. But like he's got a personality. He's not just like a like a monster, like a cannibalistic monster. Yeah. Like he's got a personality and he's just dumb. I think in the animated series, wasn't he like a circus strongman or yeah. something? With a skin condition. Yeah, with a skin condition to make him look like a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> I love croc. Yeah, Croc is a good villain. Well, that's all we've got for you this week. Uh, thank you for listening to Batmates. You can email us at batmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Batmates. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>